What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Dave McMiniman will join us in three minutes to talk Lakers. Laura, what do you got? So I have a little bit of audio from Uncle Snoop because Dana White was talking about how Jake Paul isn't a real boxer. And Snoop had a few words for him. So we're going to listen in. Hey, Dana White, I see you uh, You got faith in your boy, right? Going up against my guy, Jake. You say you got a million? You're the CEO of UFC, man. You got more than a million. Put up two. Put up two million and we'll match you. Yeah, I said it. We'll match you. Two million. Come on, Dana, what you waiting on? Your money good? Yeah, I got Jake. Fight night. That's my guy. That's my dog in the fight. Two million. Holla at me. Dana White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so let me give you a little backstory here. So, Jake Paul is this YouTube internet phenomena who fights people. He likes, he's a boxer, like he boxes and he's good at it. Um, yep. He's the guy that beat Nate Robinson recently in uh, one beat of those the celebrity hell out matches. Of him. Yeah. Put him he, to yeah, sleep. He he one punch. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, I was he like, "Damn, you know Nate, what? represent the brothers better than that." We in pandemic, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he wants to fight for some reason. Ben Askren, who is a UFC fighter, uh, Ben is is a is a good UFC fighter. He just most recently got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal a couple of months back, and I, I guess those two got into it. So Dana White was saying that Ben would kick the living, you know what, out of Jake Paul. So now Snoop is defending him. And now they're trying to make this like a real event with like a musical act. Uh, apparently Snoop wants to perform and they want to do like a concert slash fight where it's Snoop and Justin Bieber and uh, Sweetie and the Black uh, Keys and Doja Cat and Diplo will all be performing apparently at this event on April 17th and Jake Paul and Ben Askren will fight not in MMA in boxing okay so it will be boxing but look Jake Paul is fighting celebrities okay he's not fighting dudes that can actually fight and I know Ben Askren is not a boxer but he's a dude that actually fights so uh, you know as much as I love Snoop I'm taking the dude that actually fights for a living Ben Askren, though, is a guy who, if you walked around town and say, you know who Ben Askren is, like one out of 100 people go, yeah, I know who he is. And so the thing is, is that he gets to jump on this fame train by fighting this guy, Jake Paul, who's, you know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about his whole story. I know he's a complete provocateur on, on YouTube has millions yeah. of subscribers and views, and he just calls people out and then got himself into some crazy shape and knocked Nate Robinson out. So um, I think a lot of people want to see him get his head knocked off. I kind of want to see that too. So if you're going to get in against a real pro fighter, be prepared. But what happens if he actually wins? Oh no! All right, so uh, Jake Paul is a real pro fighter because he fights and he gets paid for it. That is the... Technically, that yes. Is the, yes. That is the ground floor of it. And okay, I think that... And I also believe that it's very apropos that a Justin Bieber will want to be involved because Justin Bieber became a superstar in music through a very non-conventional way. The very same way Jake Paul is trying to elevate himself as a boxer through social media and through YouTube. And so I think there is an aspect of the way that we consume sports that needs to have a little bit more bandwidth for the way that guys and gals enter into professional sports. And I think he's only being dismissed because of YouTube. He's not being dismissed because of his athleticism or his talent. He's being dismissed based upon how he was discovered. And so I don't know if Jake Paul can be a great boxer going forward. 
but I know he's beating some asses. And so, <laughs> and and I also know that um, there are plenty of people who have done boxing the quote unquote right way who get their asses kicked all the time, and they're still considered respectable even though they haven't won a match or a boxing uh, fight in, in, in like you know years. So I'm not going to dismiss Snoop. I'm not going to dismiss Jake. I'm going to say let it roll out and let's see what happens. But there is one other comment I wanted to make. This event gets it right. This event gets it right. Because of the because, musical acts? Because of the musical acts, exactly. Instead of having a whole slew of people on the undercard that no one shows up for, why not make the house packed from the very the musical acts building up to the main event as opposed to unknown boxers in stadiums that are empty? And I've been there as a reporter. You have too, George. And I don't know about you, Cap, but I've been in there where they're fighting in front of nobody. Instead of renting out this stadium and not maximizing the profits because you have this undercard that no one wants to see, why not have musical acts that people are going to show up for right away leading up to the main event where the pla- the pace is full the entire time, which means concessions are being gobbled up the entire time, there's merch being purchased the entire time, and there's energy the entire time. So I love the business model that is happening, and as far as Jake Paul is concerned, yo, don't dismiss him because he's on YouTube. Dismiss him because he can't fight. Yeah, hey, okay, um, didn't all enough. this start when, when cap, Snoop? Cap. Yeah. Just real quick, Go ahead, didn't finish up real quick st- we've got Dave all... on hold. Oh, okay. Hey, Dave. sorry about that, Dave. But didn't all this start with Snoop calling a fight and then everybody loving Snoop as the commentator and then him coming yes. up with this idea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty smart. Uh, that, that was part of it. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Play at Safe Good Times. Our buddy Dave McMiniman does a phenomenal job covering your Los Angeles Lakers. He joins us here now. Uh, Dave, are you in on that fight? Are you in on LZ's idea that every fight should have musical performances? I can't get behind Jake Paul, Logan Paul, uh, Chris Paul. I'm okay with Chris Paul, but Jake Paul, Logan Paul, I, <laughs> okay. I, I could do it without them. Uh, the rest. Fair of my enough. Life. One more. Chris question Paul got beat up get... by by. I was gonna say he got beat up by Rondo, didn't he? No, they got. They didn't actually get into a fight. Fight. Like, they not just really. Did that I mean, NBA I don't know. Chris thing. Paul spit they on really Rondo's face. There was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, real quick. LZ, tell this man what you said about waste to inseam. I'd love to hear his thoughts because I feel attacked. For some reason. I believe that if your waist, the number on your waist is four or more above the number in your inseam, chances are you're round. Is that fair or unfair? I think it's fair. There you go. I feel attacked. YouTube there you go. It, it all started because of a discussion about Levi jeans. And you know how they used to have the numbers on the back, waist 34, length oh, they 30? Took, they took that off? I don't know if they yeah, took they it took off, it off. But, but they, you know, they yeah. once you got, like, much bigger on the waist than you were on the length, that's when I know for me I had to stop wearing them. <laughs> Listen, when I buy a suit, because that's something I'm going to have for, you know, theoretically a while, I always add one to the waist, assuming that I will continue to lose uh, my, my fitness as I get older, which is terrible. Sure. And it takes a little bit of my soul every time I do it, but it's better than having a suit you can't wear. <laughs> was, was, it a, was it an important part of your soul or like the part you can kind of like get rid of? Like it's okay. Uh, I mean, we're all supposed to get rid of our ego, right? To become a better human being. So maybe it's, uh, it's okay to get rid of that part of the soul.
So, Dave, let me ask you this. What what do you think is the plan uh, with the Lakers here heading into the trade market or the buyout? Because there's a lot of rumors floating around. We were talking to one about one from the Indianapolis Star uh, about Miles Turner just a, a little while ago. Like, what, what do you know about what their plan is? They are on the buyout market front. That is where their hopes are, that they can improve their team through that. It doesn't mean that they will not pursue a trade, but their current situation, you know, they are trying to get better to make their playoff run be more feasible, but they also recognize that if they were to make trades, they have two or three desirable young assets, and if you send those guys out, and then you get older, and maybe that piece doesn't work, or maybe that piece is a short-term rental, then where are you at this summer? You're at the same place you were last summer, which is the reason why they had to upgrade right now, because some of those veteran minimum guys, I, I know Mark Saul doesn't count necessarily as a veteran minimum exactly because he's got a two-year deal, but some of those veteran minimum guys didn't work out. And so they need another big man, and they need another wing, because Wes Matthews and Mark Saul have not worked out as Los Angeles Lakers. And so – what happens if you send a couple pieces out to get something back, like a, an Andre Drummond or a Miles Turner, rather than try to get someone who can work on the buyout market? And now all of a sudden you have to fill four spots with better minimum contracts next summer because you're going to be way over the cap uh, as you uh, you know add Dennis Schroeder's salary to the salaries you already have in, in Kuzma and LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, and so, so to me – what you want to do is improve around the margins and they're going to have two roster spots if they don't sign Damian Jones for the rest of the year. And, and listen, that's a possibility. I mean, I imagine they're going to keep giving him 10 day contracts until they have to make a decision there uh, after March 25th to see if there's another big man available. But, you know, I, making a, a big type of, of trade, uh, Let's just say let's let's talk about the Turner thing. To make a deal and get rid of young wing players for a guy like Turner, when you know who are you afraid of? You have the best center in the playoffs already in Anthony Davis. He played sixty percent of his minutes at center last year. So you need to get another franchise type center when the the entire NBA is going away from that position. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Now getting a guy at a buyout, uh, veteran minimum in a, Andre Drummond, sure, a ton of talent. And you're not paying him anything, but uh, to, to take on the salary of a Miles Turner and get rid of young assets to do so makes absolutely no sense to me. Agreed, you know, Dave. Speaking of young assets, the guys would tell you I am now madly in love with THT. And took you long enough. It, it it has it has because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't enamored with his scoring, that I was into his game, but. I'm now into his game. My question for you is, where are the Lakers when it comes to who they're going to give the money to? Because they can't give the money to all these young players you were just talking about. Somebody's going to either have to be moved or let go. I don't think it's going to be THT, but I also believe THT is going to be the one most likely to get the big the, the, the poison pill that blows everything up. Where are you with him as a talent? And where do you think the Lakers are with him in terms of his place with the franchise? 
Well, let's start. First, they can. They can pay everybody, and that's what other teams have done. Uh, that's what the Golden State Warriors have done. Uh, they're, they're paying a wild luxury tax just to field a team that's 500. And so we should not let the pressure be taken off of the bus family uh, to spend to keep a championship core together because that's what it takes to build a dynasty in the NBA. Uh, so, so they will be able to retain their own guys in Dennis Schroeder and Alice Caruso and Talon Horton Tucker. You are allowed to go over and over and over to keep your own guys. You can't get outside guys doing that, but you can keep your own guys. So, so they can keep everyone. If they decide that there is a number that they are uncomfortable with, where it just doesn't make sense business-wise, and certainly uh, during the, the pandemic, I, I have more sympathy to that because uh, teams across the board are losing about 40% of their revenue. If you're going to make a tough call there, I think you retain Talon Horton Tucker and you wish Alex Caruso well and you thank him that he was a major part of their championship that they already got. He could be part of two championships, uh, but I was a part of a, a similar situation. I don't say just because they're two white guards who came off the bench, but Matthew Dellavedova was a big part of the Cavs championship team in 2016. He got that nirvana of winning the championship. The Cavs could have re-signed them, but there was a number that was much bigger out there from Milwaukee, and, and they said, you know, that's what you should do. Go go get that go get that money. You earned it. And I could see a similar situation like that, like that for Alex Caruso because, quite frankly, as good as Caruso is, Talon Horton Tucker's ceiling is much higher. And Talon Horton Tucker could be your shooting guard to pair with Anthony Davis for the next five, six years. <laughs> I mean, he's... I've been around the bond now for seven years, eight years, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis. Heard him talk about a lot of young teammates in that time. There's no one he has lit up talking about the way he has when it comes to Town Horton Tucker. I think he's a pretty good judge of talent. Think he's uh, protecting? In other words, you can't trade him. No, I don't think that. I, I think. You know, if, if that's the case, the, the Lakers have some big problems. I, I, I hope that Rob Polinka is thinking that way. <laughs> and he's saying, well, hey, uh, there's a reason why I went out and bought a pick from Orlando Magic in the second round of the 2019 draft to be able to get this guy, even though I never saw him work out in person because I trusted my scouting department based on what they saw from this guy out of Iowa State. And now, wow, that we've gotten him in our program and added our player development pools and our health and conditioning program and he's gotten his body right and he's still only 19 years old like I should be protecting him because he's a homegrown talent that I can retain and I can go over the the salary cap and there isn't anybody else in the league that I could sign as an outside free agent that would you know come close to the impact that he could continue to have over the next three four years. Dave McMiniman does a phenomenal job covering your Los Angeles Lakers uh, for us here at ESPN. Uh, Dave, thank you so much, brother. Always appreciate wait, the time. Wait, 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 wait. I got one question. Oh. I got one okay. more question. My bad. Dave, real quick. Do you know who Kat Von D is? Oh, good question. <laughs> uh, tattoo artist? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. You nice. are one of the few that knew. Yes. We did not. So, so props Team to you. Team Bergman. Team Bergman. Yes, she did. Didn't she? Yeah, Inc. and on Miami Inc. She was on both things. Marri- marriage or something like that. Or was she in the middle of some love triangle? I want to say uh, she's getting ready Six. to drop an album. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nikki Six. He's, awesome. he's talking about with he's talking about with Jesse James and Sandra Bullock. Oh, uh, oh, that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Was she in the middle there? 
<laughs> yes, she was definitely in the middle there. Yeah, that's yeah, hot. Go. No better. That's hot. So, uh, well, all right. There you go. All Dave, right. thank you, brother. Okay. Stay healthy. Stay safe, man. Always appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, you, brother. You guys. Yeah, and thanks for all the compliments on Twitter on my dancing. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> it was, the compliment was on the kitchen, not the dancing. But I well, do like not, the backsplash. It's not how it's I read fire, it. That backsplash. Yeah. Not how I read it. Mm. <laughs> all right, man. See you. Bye, bye. There he is. There's Dave McMinniman with us here. Uh, he did. He did think the backsplash was fire. Uh, hey, was coming up next. Um, <laughs> coming up next, we've got a game that we want to play with you guys, but we need your help. We want to do our own March Madness bracket on local TV anchors, weather people, sports people, news people, etc. We want to fill out our own one through sixteen, one seeds through sixteen seeds, but we need your help. So. We're going to talk about it. If you want to nominate someone, hit us up right now. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I'll just tell you right now, don't call about Jim Hill because he's going to be the one seed in the sports region. You don't need to do that. We already know that he is the triple OG. So bring us some more people. You know what I'm saying? Like Pat Harvey or whoever, right? Like keep bringing news people, weather people, sports people, local people in town on local TV news. All right, we are back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is very uh, Irish. Yes. For St. Patrick's Day. I put in this request. It's very Irish. Right, it's the St. Paddy's Day thing, you know? It is, no question. Mm -hmm. It still Um, still bangs. It still slaps at the club, too, man. This song comes on the floor. People get down. People get down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is going back, what? What do you guys think? Early 90s, 91-ish, 92-ish, like in that neighborhood? Yeah, 92 sounds right. Yeah, 93. 93, yeah. 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 Song will get you hyped. This was a song that, very popular to Elsie's point, if you you play it at the bar or at the club, people are going to get down. Still. It's that that hook. Yeah. I actually don't, I really don't know what he says. Right. <laughs> Something about John McEnroe like, somewhere. Like, I never listened to the lyrics. It's that, it's that hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speak, yeah. Speaking of a hook, we've got – we want to create our own March Madness bracket. And here's the deal. So, I, I would say – and I've said this before, but I, I feel like you always hear me saying, look, support journalism, right? Whether it's the LA Times, I'm a subscriber. Whether it's The Athletic, because we have plenty of guests that come on from The Athletic. And, you know, I, I say, you know, subscribe to these things because j- local journalism or journalism in general is important. Um, I also feel that way about local TV news. And I feel like, you know, for years we've taken for granted, like, local newspapers, local TV news. And then the pandemic happened, right? Mm-hmm. And those things became, I felt like, ultra important, right, to get the news of what the hell is happening in your community during this pandemic and how to help uh, slow down the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Vaccinations, test sites, et cetera. So I wanted to do this for this reason. Um, I wanted to highlight our 
TV anchors, you know, whether it's news anchors, weather, traffic, sports, etc., because we talk a lot about the newspaper people. We're always shouting out the newspaper people and, and the writers and stuff. So I wanted to shout out the local TV anchors and do a local TV anchor bracket so we could have multiple regions, I feel like. So you get like a sports region, you get like a weather and traffic region, and then you have like two news regions. So it, it could cover like anchors, reporters, etc. But they got to be local to the LA TV market, okay? So, you know, whether it's ABC7 or KNBC or CBS2 or, you know, whatever, uh, KTLA, um, you know, KCAL, right? Though KCAL and CBS2 share anchors, but you get my point. Um, you know, Spectrum One, right? Like there's a lot of different channels here. So look, in the sports bracket, as I mentioned earlier, and people, I'd love for people to kind of help us out here at 877-710-ESPN. Like we all agree, right? Like Jim Hill is the triple OG and there's no question he is the one He's the number one overall sports. seed. He's the number one overall seed. Overall, overall. He's the Jim Gonzaga the is new- what you're saying. Yes, yes, he is. He is Stanford, Gonzaga, Jim Hill. It's all to me. Okay, okay, J- Jim Hill. Jim Hill is number one. Now, who's the two in the sports region? Because I'm going to go Rob Fugazaki at ABC7. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay. Cap, you got I, a I'm problem gonna go with that? With my man, no, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, listen, I got to say, my habits have changed when it comes to TV. I am, I am watching Spectrum News 1 mostly. That's like most of, of where I get it all from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I got a couple of nominations as we go along here today. Okay. Let's hear it. Let, okay. Now, it could be any of the different brackets. Give me somebody. Give me. All right. I'm going to give you a friend of mine at Fox 11, a gentleman named Alex Michelson. Okay? Oh, and he's excellent. Al- yep. I know Alex. Yes, so, I do. So I've yeah. been on the show multiple times. Yep. I've known Alex and, for a and, really long time. We used to do some work together yeah. down in San Diego for an organization called yeah, Computers but he's, but he's not sports, though. But no, I realize that. Sports. No, he's in the news bracket. I'm throwing him in. He's in the news region. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's okay. in the news region. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the news region. Alex Alex is great. I actually met him at Mason's Christmas party uh, this past year. He is a huge fan of the station. As a matter of fact, when the Dodgers won the, uh, the World Series, Laura's video of the celebration in the parking lot ended up on Fox 11 because he is a fan of our work and follows all of us on social media. Yep, my man. So shout out to Alex. Yeah. Um, so Alex is going to be in the bracket for sure. Um, look, you got to have the OGs, right? Like Mark Brown and Christine Devine and, um, you know, people like that she for sure. Pat Harvey fine. I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have all those OGs. So I, I want – we're going to have to rank them. We're gonna, Greg and I and, and Chris are going are gonna to do the job tomorrow. We're going to rank them. But if you have suggestions, hit us up at 877-710-ESPN. Let me go to Beto. Beto in Whittier. What's up, Beto? Mi hermano, mi hermano, if you guys are familiar with true L.A. news history, then you also got to say Mount Rushmore. But my nomination just... Oh, that's terrible. Oh, your your right. phone that's is crapping out. That's unfortunate. Say, say it again. What's that? Your phone was crapping out. Yeah, that's not going to uh, work. We lost him. That is unfortunate. Okay, sorry about that. I, I, I mean, my... Oh, there you go. Good comeback. Big comeback right here. Yeah. 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 Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We're good now. Right, no, no, no. So, so I don't know what you guys caught, but I said you guys need to set up a, a Mount Rushmore of uh, uh, LA News. Uh, maybe Hal Fishman on there. My nomination for your bracket is in the weather category. Vera Jimenez. KTLA. Okay. Yeah. Just to, just to keep, just to represent the uh, Latinos and Latinas out there. But I got, I got yeah. a whole slew because there's a bunch, there's a bunch you can go with. 
uh, I mean, we got uh, Bernardo Osuna used to be a. Uh, oh, but no, guy. no, but Bernardo Osuna doesn't count because he works for us now. Exactly. So he works, he, at works for, he works for the parent company now. I understand that. Uh, but then uh, I forget the buddy's name in, in Channel 4, aside from Fred Rogan, um, a Hispanic guy. Gosh, uh, Carlos Ruiz, I believe. Yes, Carlos Ruiz, right? There you go. There you go. But I mean, for the most yeah. part. Uh, there's a bunch, bro. There's a bunch, but I, I appreciate uh, you guys uh, as always. Thank you, guys. It's good start. I you. Appreciate Very you. Good start. Thank right you. Now. Thank you. So, Thank you. our boy Kelvin Washington works at Spectrum One. Now he works yep. though. He doesn't work in sports though, right? I think he. I he think just he works because yeah. I've done it. I've done his show multiple times. He'll do sports yeah. topics. Yeah. So right. he's just he, an he everyman. He does like more of like a like a like a variety news show is what he's hosting. But so right. what, my point is, where do we put him though? Like because he does do a little everything there, you know. What are the what are the brackets again? The regions we there's have sports. We have two news regions. News. We, have, we have two news regions, which includes anchors and reporters, right? Because you want some maybe some people in the field that deserve. Um, so those are two regions, and then the other two regions are weather and traffic together, and then sports is the fourth region. Oh, we need to turn one of those regions into something that's a little bit more pop culture, society, Hollywood. So, so like entertainment? Entertainment-ish, because it's not necessarily hard news, but, I mean, we're L.A., right? Like, Right, it matters. So we it could, matters. We could... We could do this. We could, you know, like weather and traffic are together. Perhaps uh, one right. of those regions can be news and entertainment as well, right? I'd like to make a nomination there if I could. Um, okay. From uh, NBC in L.A. Yeah. Do you guys know Amber Fister? Does that name sound familiar? You guys ever seen Amber's work? Uh, I have not seen Amber's work. Okay. No. All right. I well, have then- not. All right, we'll have She's to. A very have interesting to, name, though. That's I'll for have sure. to send yeah. you guys some of her stuff. She covers all Bergman, kinds of. Do you of have any nominations? Stuff. As we uh, try to sort this out tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I do, but I'm laughing at LZ right now. Uh, Kurt Sandoval, was... Channel 7. Oh, Kurt Sandoval. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, him, he's Ch- ABC dude. 7. He's, uh, him and Rob work together, yeah, on sports for sure. Um, uh, how about we, ABC Beto 7? Duran. Beto Duran, our boy, of course, CBS Manos 2 with Jim Hill. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the deal. There is not – and look, I, there are great weather people here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dissuade. There's only one. From- There's only one. There's only one. But George, the name, you know it. the man who's going to be the one seed. There is. Yes. He, he's got the name. Yep. Dallas Reigns of ABC Seven. Have he's mercy. Be the one seed. Have mercy. Absolutely. You do not. There is not a better weatherman name in America. I say the world, maybe even the damn universe, than Dallas. I would say Reigns. the multiverse. I would say there you go. Thanos tunes in to Dallas Reigns <laughs> to see what the weather's going to be like. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So Dallas Reigns going to be the one. I, I I got a couple of shout outs. Mm. Now I don't know where they go, but mm. Michaela Pereira is one okay. yeah. from Good Day LA. Yeah, and then yeah. and and then the homie Mario Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gotta, um, here's what I got: one more nomination. You ready? And this this yep. is gonna go in as a group. The KTLA Weekend Morning Show. If you are not watching the KTLA Weekend Morning Show, I guarantee you, you are not doing this right. That that. I watch local news, okay? My wife watches local news. My wife is a news junkie, okay? She worked in a newsroom for many years. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we are a news family and, uh, you know, the media family. And 
we there is not a weekend that goes by that we do not turn on as soon as we wake up ktla morning news on the weekend that group is hilarious is okay? rick chambers like they still are, there george yeah, yeah, Chambers still there. Now, now yeah. Rick Chambers but not on the is weekend. Like, He's there during the week. Yeah. Oh, okay, but he the, is he is like the I'm, prototypical news anchor. Yeah, to me, yeah. the hair, yeah. the smile, yeah, the whole yeah. deal. More so yeah. than my girl Leslie. Leslie just as, just as a dude, man. I mean, he is like yeah. uh, Ron Bergen, the old school to me. <laughs> yeah. Leslie Sykes, yeah. she holds it down. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Laura, you wanted to bring in Jorge Ramos and Maria Antonieta Collins. Now, those two are national. We're talking about just L.A., okay? Like, Jorge Ramos is like the king. And Maria Antonieta Collins, whose daughter, Tony Collins, works mm -hmm. with us at ESPN. Uh, I mean, she's like, you know, the Barbara Walters of the Spanish news world. You know what I mean? Like, or Diane Sawyer, you know? Like, she's 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 a queen, and he's the Jorge king. Is a, Jorge's a goat. Yeah. So, I just but love we, hearing we can't their names. Count them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I yeah. put uh, Ana, Anabel Muñoz? She works for ABC. Anabel Muñoz is ABC Seven, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, she's a reporter yeah. for so, ABC Seven. All right, we got a lot of people to choose from. So I think we're going to be able to fill out this bracket. We're going to post it online, and then you guys can vote for it. I think it'll be fun, and we get to recognize people who have helped us, particularly during this pandemic. Now, they do it all the time, but I think it, during this pandemic, it's great to recognize these folks who bring us the news each and every day. All right, yeah. coming up next. We've got our game, big deal or no deal. We're back in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, guys, we were just talking about it in the, uh, in the break, but so I'm going to do it right here. The LA Times had an article out today about Ryan Terrell. He is a junior wing from Yeshiva University. It's the Yeshiva Maccabees, by the way, in D3 ball. He also went to Valley Torah High School right here in Valley Village, where I am calling him the next Jewish Jordan and trying to find his way to the NBA. LZ, is this a big deal or no deal? It's a no deal. It's a no deal. Why do that to any young person? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. Why, why say, hey, you, high school, college player, you're the next blah, 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 Jordan. Yeah. That's way too much pressure. So it's so like, much. let's calm down a little bit, all right? And instead of taking someone that you want to see succeed and immediately comparing them to someone who might be the greatest to ever do it, how about just enjoying the ride and seeing where it goes? I I'm with you, man. Like, it, it is ridiculous. Like, why do we want to make them the potentially the greatest player ever? We already did that with Tamir Goodman in the 90s from Maryland, and that right. did not work out that way. No, it did not. I'm going to say big deal. You guys would love this. So today I called my son. He lives in Mission Viejo. I said, hey, you read this article in the L.A. Times today about this guy who could be the first Orthodox Jewish player in the, in the NBA? My son goes, no way, no way. So he goes and he gets to the article and he's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Why you? Yeshiva, you. Like, so my son's like all psyched because he's like, we don't have any Jewish NBA players. So, But that's different. That's different. We didn't say NBA player. We said Jordan. Jordan, yeah, right. I mean, it's just the, Jordan, the way it goes, right? It's like people, they, they, if you're going to be the first or the best, 
they they compare it to Jordan, you know? Could he be the yeah. best? Will he be the first? I just think it's kind of cool, man. I really do. No, it is definitely cool, and I hope the kid makes it. But I just feel like, to LZ's point, the, the Jordan comparison, like, let's stop that. We did it with Harold Miner calling him Baby Jordan from USC, yep. right? Just because he won some dunk competitions. Um, and, you know, we did it to poor Tamir Goodman at Maryland, the Jewish Jordan. Right. Who was the French Jordan? Wasn't it Michael Petrus? Uh, I mean, it was we, we Michael Petrus. Yeah, we keep doing this. Let's stop right. doing the Jordan thing. Right, and just let the dude be. Like, if you want to say that, you know, Ryan could be the Jewish Jackie Robinson of the NBA, I'm down. Yes. The first one to break through, I'm down. Yeah. Let's but do don't it. say Jordan. You know, when yeah. I was a kid, dude, when we were in Hebrew school, and I promise you, this is like the, the early 80s, when I was in Hebrew school and they would talk about sports, they only talked about one guy ever, ever, ever. Sandy Koufax and that like you grew up going oh Sandy Koufax like he was the greatest Jewish baseball player and he he wouldn't pitch on on Shabbat man what a guy and uh, I think um you know people are like yeah go on my man get in that NBA do it yeah Baruch Hashem, Sean Green. my man Sean Green um uh wouldn't play on the Jewish holidays either I remember when he played for the Dodgers uh all right on to the next one All right, George, we'll start with you on this one. Marvel Comics is introducing a new hero in June, and he happens to be gay. Aaron Fisher will become the first gay Captain America in an upcoming series titled United States of Captain America that has Steve Rogers teaming up with other Captain Americas around the globe to find his stolen shield. George, is this a big deal or no deal? Big deal, huge deal. I feel like when you're a kid growing up, okay, and you don't feel or, or or look in some cases, right? Like when we're talking about ethnicities or whatever, um, like the other people, and you don't have that representation um, for someone to make you feel, feel like, wow, I, I'm, I'm okay being who I am. Look at that person because I can follow their lead, right? And, you know, I'll bring it back to sports for a second. You know, Stuart Scott, who worked at this company, okay, and is one of the nicest people you will have ever met, okay? And I wish that we would have given him his flowers while he was alive. I know we did that a little bit when he got sick, but I wish we would have done more of that when he was at the top of his game, right? And I feel like we, didn't do, we don't do enough of that in general to people when they are, are with us. And, you know, but there are a lot of African-Americans, okay, who got into this business because they saw Stuart Scott on television. I'll tell you this. I'm not, even, I'm not African-American. I'm Hispanic, and I saw Stuart Scott. I'm like, yo, somebody, anybody who is not the stereotypical sports anchor. And I was like, booyah, for sure. I want to be that dude. Like, I want to be anything like that dude. And, and I think that having that representation, okay, it is so vital. And especially now in today's age, we are so fragmented. But, yes, huge deal for me. Need a little more information. Are you telling me that there are multiple Captain Americas? I didn't know that either. Well, it's over time. It's 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 over time. It's it, <laughs> yeah. it's. So there's just one Captain America. It's, so it says Aaron will be the first of five versions of Captain America introduced in the series. Each of them coming from different walks of life, and each of them taking the mantle. Yeah. Order to I, I'm glad you asked that because I didn't know. I just skipped right past that because I didn't want to be like I didn't know that. But I'm glad you did. It, you know? <laughs> well, I just want to thank that everybody one for me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting me and explaining to me the order of which I should be watching all these Marvel movies to catch up. 
Yeah. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for that. I really do appreciate that. Now, is this gay Captain America, is he wearing the same red, white, and blue deal? Or maybe can we get him like a rainbow deal to really be representative? I mean, let's do it. You know, I mean, this is now Captain America. Captain America can be gay. It's all good. So, I mean, I got to see this from, I, you know, listen, I don't even know these movies and I got to start watching them in order now. Um, I'm going to say it's not a big deal. We, uh, those of us who are comic book fans, particularly those in the Marvel aspect of comic books, we've had multiple, multiple um, TQ characters route. And this is just really? Captain America. Yeah, this is just Captain America. Oh, I, I I'm not a comic book person, so I didn't know that. So, so yeah, so it's like going, oh, that well, you know, now it's Captain America's turn, but it's not like Cap this version of Captain America is the first LGBTQ character in comics. Who I mean, was? Had, Out of curiosity, I would say it's probably Northstar from Alpha Flight, which was this Canadian version of the Avengers that Wolverine okay. used to fight, and Wolverine is actually Canadian himself, and. Right. Northstar actually married his husband in a comic book like over 10 years ago, I think. So it's oh, like, really? yeah, so it's like for those of us who are comic book fans, particularly in Marvel, we are used to seeing these characters. This just happens to be Captain America's turn. I know Thor has had, I think, a lesbian that was Thor at one point. So they've had various characters take over. They've had various sexual orientations and gender identities take over. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's like, a, you know, like a sitcom on TV. Would you be shocked okay. that there was a gay character on TV anymore? No, absolutely no. not. But I did so, not know that so there th was. So that's what this is like. So. so, so that's what this is like in comic books. Like it's another now, let me ask one, you this. but not at first. Yeah. You did reveal that Wolverine was Canadian. I feel like he's very mean for Canadian. Canadians are very nice. Well, you wouldn't be, you know, happy either if someone came, kidnapped you, filled your body up with metal, and then sent you out to kill people. That's fair, I guess. Yeah. He gay or straight, he's, he's, Wolverine. He's being, no, he's It depends he's on which yeah. issue. No, no, it yeah. depends on which issue. There have been gay Wolverines. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Wow. See, Greg, you know, I feel like you day. sent me and George up for, like, this is the first gay Marvel character. Well, Greg, did you know that? No, I, 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 no, I did not know. I did not know that. Okay, I did not right. know that. Then he didn't set us up. He didn't know either. No, but I'm glad LZ explained it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all you. right, on to the next one. So earlier this year, Michael Brockers said that Matthew Stafford was a level up over Jared Goff. Oh. <laughs> and Matthew and Michael Brockers has just been traded to the Lions. <laughs> yes. So yes. where Jared Goff is the quarterback so lz is this a big deal or no deal um repeat that question <laughs> so earlier this year michael brockers was talking about when matthew stafford got to the rams he said that he was a yeah. level up over is it a he said is it a level up in my heart deeply just understanding what stafford brings it's a level up over golf it's a yeah, level yeah that's what i thought the question was yeah yeah yeah, yeah upward yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, but yep. I will say this: if Jared Goff was being honest about himself, mm -hmm. he wouldn't throw shade at Michael Brockers because he knows it's true. He does, and he would take that as a challenge to become like a Matthew Stafford, as opposed to throwing shade at Michael Brockers for speaking truth to power. That's mm -hmm. that's just the truth. Like, no one thinks Matthew Stafford is the worst quarterback than Jared Goff. Most people I've listened to and my own eyeballs tell me Stafford's significantly better. Mm -hmm. And so Jared Goff should recognize that as well. Correct. And not take offense 
to what Michael Brockers has said because basically Michael Brockers has repeated everything that's been on ESPN, CBS, NBC, the NFL Network, et cetera. Yeah. I, I will say this because I know we got to wrap up here, so I'll be quick and then let Scott go. Um, that's You're right, LZ. You would think that he would be that uh, transparent about the situation, but we all know ego also is a factor here. But that that's just – I'll leave it at that. But I'm with you. Awkward as hell. Uh, I'll say – Big deal, because they're going to have to settle some of that stuff when they see each not other. Not really, Scott. though, because they're not, they're not on the same side of the ball. They yeah, but they got to see each other in the locker room. They ain't got to Scott, you've been in, in, in an NFL locker room. Awkward or big deal, no deal? I, I'm saying no deal. I really am. Okay. I think that um, guys talk. And, uh, and I'm, you know, LZ brings up a good point, which is, hey, if you're Jared Goff, if you're a competitor, you know, prove him wrong. But I just want to say something. You know, listen, Matthew Stafford, He's put up a ton of yards. He's thrown for a ton of touchdowns. He hadn't won anything. If you're Jared Goff, getting away from Sean McVay might be the best thing that ever happened to you because maybe a coach will trust you to go out there and lead a team. And by the way, maybe you can prove that you're capable of doing it. But Yo, dog, Barry Sanders me. didn't win anything either. That's true. Bar- and, and, but Detroit, Barry Sanders- Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson didn't win anything either. But Barry yeah, Sanders was a very, very unique talent. Listen, Matthew Stafford's been one place 12 years. You said years. wins. You said and wins. He hasn't won. He so, hasn't won. So it's based upon wins. And by the Don't way, let the Barry wins Sanders, Detroit. And, and, and Barry Sanders in Detroit, you tell me, under Wayne Fonts, I can't believe I can pull this name out of my head, didn't they make it to a to one playoff appearance under with Barry Sanders? Nin- 1994, no, right? No, they, they made it to the multiple. NFC title game, didn't they? They went to multiple uh, playoff appearances, but they didn't only they won play one the, playoff the game. Washington football team? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Of, who were their the quarterbacks playoffs? back then? Like Chuck Mark Long. Rippin. Mark Rippin. Yeah. Um, how Dave, about Dave Craig? Dave Craig. Yeah. Dave Craig was one of their quarterbacks. Oh, Eric my. Kramer was one of their quarterbacks. Rodney so all, was so, one of their quarterbacks. So all I'm saying is don't hold the teams or franchises wins against Matthew Stafford because we all know they're a Hall of Famers. Calvin Johnson, as I mentioned, uh, Barry Sanders, who might be the greatest of all time, he only won one playoff game as a Lion. What I'm so, saying is don't underestimate Jared Goff. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's fair. Right. I would, I, if you were to anywhere few. else but Detroit, but Detroit, I would agree with you. <laughs> yes, I know, LZ. I know I am one of the few. And right, it's going to be hard for Jared Goff to go to Detroit because bad organization, and and he might do the same thing. He might pass for a bunch of yards and not win anything. Also, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I hope he passes up on for Jared a bunch Goff. of yards. Man, the coach Greg, said he was going to eat people's kneecaps and stuff. He, ain't they, got he no did chance. say that. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And, and they hired an offensive coordinator. Really, not an offensive coordinator. So, yeah. Greg. Did you have one more that we can do in the next segment and, and, and before we break? Yeah, or I got a few. So I know. Okay, yeah, I so we got a couple more. We'll we'll do that in the next segment. Plus, Lamelo Ball coming to town. Woo! He said something spicy, I think, that made the made the media rounds about uh, the Lakers and LeBron. We'll get to that in a second. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Oh, this is very St. Patrick's Day. It's also very hockey. Also very Boston. I've been to the uh, Boston Garden a bunch of times to cover basketball games, and this song is very popular when the Celtics are playing, uh, which can get annoying if you're not uh, necessarily rooting for the Celtics, I would imagine. But 
Should it be Bergman? the bronzo. Can you, can you do an Irish accent, Bergman? <laughs> oh, I sure can. Don't you worry about nothing. Of course I can. Wow. We have You have a skill like that we didn't know until yesterday. This Look what you were doing during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Working I actually on can't dialects. do a lot of voices. But, man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so we were uh, talking, we were doing Big Deal, No Deal, and Greg still has one more, so we will uh, we will have that uh, before we go here because Slee was coming up with Laker Talk in about five or six minutes. Uh, but before we do our traditional Big Deal, or No Deal, or wrap it up, uh, Big Deal, or No Deal, LZ Granderson, when mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball was asked yesterday on NBA TV – um, if he's excited to take the court against LeBron James for the first time in his young career, he said, quote, I mean, nah. Uh, he said, I grew up a little different, not really on basketball like that, so not really. When asked about um, uh, when asked about, uh, you know, just kind of what he grew up, you know, watching or more, you know, modeling his game, basketball and, and just sports in general, he says it was my pops. Uh, so I was big on family and stuff like that, not really with basketball. So what are we, What are your thoughts there, LZ? Big deal, no deal? Yeah, it's no deal. Yeah. It's the words of a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 29-year-old LaMelo Ball is going to look back on some things he said and did as a 19-year-old and was just kind of like, ah. Yeah. You know why yeah, I'm pretty Scott, sure? You, you, because yeah. we've all done it. Yeah, Scott, you felt the same way. You kind of were like surprised that he wouldn't take in the moment of being, you know, playing against um, as he is a rising star. And I listen, I'm buying a lot of Lamelo stock right now. Okay, hell, I can't even buy one of his top shots because they're like the cheapest one is like two grand or three grand. Um, And but you were like, you know, I guess LZ tells his point. That's kid stuff, right? Like you say stuff when you're young and you don't think about it and you don't take in those moments that you do as you get older you're 19 years old and and i can only imagine in this year and how overwhelming it must be to be a rookie in the nba like you you're playing great because that's that's what you know it's easy when you're playing basketball but life is a 19 year old kid and a superstar basketball player and trying to be cool you know like yeah you know nah not really you know it's not really that big of a deal to be on the floor with lebron because that's not really the way i was when i grew. it's like no it's a huge deal actually it's a monster deal. And when you are older, yeah, you probably look back on it and go, damn, that was cool, man. I was on the floor with LeBron. But right now, yeah. you, you know, you're a competitor. Yeah, I get it. 19, yeah, no, I get it. 19 years I, old, man. Yeah. 19. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Bergman, we got what, time for one more before we get to Sliwa. What do you got? All right, so there's a report out there that one of the next movies that Ridley Scott makes, next one or two movies he's going to make, is apparently going to be a sequel to Gladiator. Ridley Scott is 83 years old. I can't imagine that it's going to be um, Maximus and Russell Crowe related, but it's going to be possibly a sequel. LZ, big deal, no deal. Uh, no deal. <laughs> when I told you to pick the the, the, the the subject matter, I thought you were going to be talking about something of importance. Sequels that are like 50 years in the making are never important. Yeah. <laughs> so, we just so, saw that. Right, coming recently. to America. Yeah. yeah. Coming coming to America. We saw that with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> oh well, you want me to do the other one? I can do the other yeah, one. Yeah, do the other one. I thought this one was gonna be sexier. All right, sorry about that. Uh, so Ben Simmons fired back at Washington Wizards commentator uh, Justin Kutcher. 
called him overrated the other day. I think it was last he week. He said he's actually. the. Mo- I thought he said he was the most overrated player. Yeah, right? Is the what he most said? overrated player in the NBA. And Ben Simmons called him a five foot five commentator and said that he looked through his Instagram and saw who he was and just said, ah, I don't care about that. Is this a big deal or no deal? <laughs> I would say this. I don't know who the commentator was. I don't know how tall he is or his waist size in comparison to his inseam. I don't even know if he knows who Cad Von D is. But I do know this. Ben Simmons has disappointed a whole lot of people beyond just this one person. And so while Ben Simmons might find comfort in being able to dismiss this one commentator who is in a local television, the reality is his peers are starting to mumble the same thing. The reality is... People who are in charge of compiling franchises and putting teams together are saying the same thing. So he can dismiss the one guy, but he shouldn't dismiss the message. Yeah, the wiz- he was the Wizards play-by-play guy. He said it on a broadcast. Um, I, 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 I disagree. I don't think he's the most overrated player. I actually think he's a bit underrated personally, but that you know I've already just discussed that a million times over. Scott, dude's got an no- opinion. I do think it's I do think it's no deal personally. Yeah, but go me ahead. too. The guy's got an opinion. That's it. Guy's got an opinion. Don't you? Just because he's short doesn't mean he can't have an opinion. Yeah. All right. We are done here. Elsie Granderson, excellent work as always. Great work, brothers. Uh, excellent work as always, Scott. Dude, so much love to you guys and this whole crew and all the 710 listeners. Peace out tonight, man. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's. One last Go shout ahead. out to all of our Asian American listeners and those yes. who aren't necessarily listeners but may hear this in passing. We hear you. We see you. We feel for you. And we stand with you. No doubt about it. Greg and Laura, great job as well. Uh, Alan Sliwa at Lakers Talk is up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3.55. Short show. Jay Billis will join us at 4.40. See ya.